Hi everyone, welcome to Short Stories. Some light, bright, bite-sized pieces of style with new and old friends that sit between my regular Style Stories interviews. I hope you can sit back, relax and enjoy listening to this short story. And if you want to see more, please visit my IGTV episodes at madelinepark.co. Well, uh, Kayleen, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I wanted to start off by saying happy NAIDOC week. Uh, This week is a week of celebrating uh, our Indigenous people and our talent, uh, of which Mm. you were one of them. So thank thank you you for joining me this week. And it's... uh, um, obviously a very imminent week for you, given that it's also the launch of your new book, How to Start a Side Hustle. It is. This little baby came out. Well, I don't even know what day it is because I've been in lockdown, but um, <laughs> Wednesday the 7th of July, it went out across the world. And yeah, what better week to celebrate it than NAIDOT week. Cool. Yeah. So um, let's start with the book. And do you want to just give uh, my audience a a brief description of the premise of the book and how it came to be? Yeah, for sure. So how to start a side hustle. Um, It's a it's a practical base, like not basic, um, you know, easy to digest guide. So there's lots of like activities and worksheets in there. But the idea is that it takes it from, you know, what do you why now is a good time to start a business um, coming up with your business idea and then the really practical step by step instructions on how to like um, construct your idea and test it out, take it to market. Um, and then scaling and beyond. So, yeah, it came about, I guess I've been running Startup Creative for seven years now um, and, you know, had had the desire to start my own business and work for myself and probably more so looking for the freedom and the autonomy to do my own thing and um, started looking for help on how to get a business off the ground. And a lot of the advice I was getting was very you know, masculine corporate um, government kind of funding um, language and design and stuff. And I was like, there's got to be a better way to, to give, especially creative entrepreneurs and people who have all of these incredible ideas, but feel intimidated by the business marketplace, um, that they don't think that they're good enough or they don't know how to, um, you know, take that information and apply it to maybe a smaller business or creative business. So yeah, we set out to create straight up business advice and opportunity and ways for people to digest information through our podcast and magazine um, and was lucky enough to come across a acquisitions person at a, from a publishing house last year, oh, yeah. 2019. And um, we're- The years are all just collapsing into it, one another, aren't they? 2019, <gasps> yeah. 2020. Um, so yeah. Life. Yes. Um, it was quite a serendipitous kind of opportunity for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So it's literally a friend's birthday party. I was reflecting on it the night before it went live and I was like, how did this happen to me? Um, and yeah, it was a friend's birthday party. And I ended up in this conversation and we kind of walk around the party and meet new people. And yeah, it was in this conversation and somehow must have mentioned my business. And the next morning I woke up and she was like, hey, can you come in for a meeting? We've got this idea for a book. We've just looked at your website and we think you could be the perfect person to write the book. Um, so I went in and gave them a proposal and here we are, a year and a bit later. Uh, listening to your story across your podcast and your various like forms of social yeah. media, 
it's really apparent very quickly that um, a sense of mindfulness is really integral into everything that you do, um, mm. how you run your business and who you are. Um, and, you know, almost this opportunity has come out of a manifestation of your own, correct? Mm. I think I think it's like this thing with, you know, we, manifestation definitely, like I 100% there. I like to, you know, we could go a whole topic on that in itself of just diving into, you know, the science and the neuroscience and the intention behind it Um, but I think it's like something I share a lot as a coach is like you show up and you do the work and you you know you believe in yourself and you have that clear intention of exactly what you're out to create even if there's no evidence in the world right now that what that that's possible or you don't know exactly how to get there by getting up every single day and being like, you know, for me, it was seven years ago of being like, we're going to be the go-to source for straight up business advice for people anywhere in the world who has an idea and says, you know, I've got this idea and that someday someone in and around them will say, read this book or go to Startup Creative, they will help. And I didn't know how that was going to unfold, um, but I knew that that was what I was working towards every single day. And I think when you show up with that energy of like, this is what I'm out to achieve, um, then you start to attract things that are going to help um, bring that to life. Yeah. And and so I think the, the differentiator between this book um, and, as you say, like a, another book that might be more in kind of corporate language or hardcore business yeah. talk that people can't necessarily relate to when they're um, in a startup creative kind of space. Um, Do you think that that sense of mindfulness that you've integrated into the book is um, also what has really uh, put this book apart from from something else Mm. of the same kind of category? If you have the best to-do list and the best business plan and all the money and whatever, but you lack motivation or self-confidence to be able to get up and take action on that to-do list, then it doesn't matter, you know? So I think you need that combo of like, you're going to have to take risks. You're going to have to fail. You're going to have to get setbacks or no's or people aren't going to always like what you do. And, you know, things might not work out the way that they, um, what you planned, but that's all, so being able to manage that and sit in the face of fear and do that and I think you know it's it's easy from a business and I remember and which is why you know I wanted a magazine and a podcast is that when you look at other people's businesses especially with Instagram it's like you can look at it and go wow that person's killing it or you know look they you know they must have money behind them or they're so lucky and when that was my perception you know you put you kind of pedestal people and then when you start digging underneath and go, well, how, you know, what did it take? And were you scared? And did you have money and all these things um, and give the real stories behind it? You realize that we're all actually, you know, it, it, it we're all in it together. Everyone's scared. Everyone's hustling. Everyone's trying to figure it out. So um, it kind of debunks this businesses for an elite few and goes, you know, if you actually want to give this a crack, you can. And it's, yeah, not as scary as it looks. Yeah. And you brought up a, a really great point that um, about sharing stories. And, mm. you know, this is something that I've seen you do through all layers of your mm. business. What do you think um, like that does for your audience? And what do you think it does for you to be able to share those stories? 
Mm, thank you. I think um, storytelling has always been, I mean, I reflect back, my mum is the kind of person where, you know, a friend comes over and when you're in high school and mum's like, so what do your parents do? And, you know, what about this? And how are you going yeah. down? Like, and inquires and genuinely wants to know someone's story and who they are yeah. and why they're here and what, you know, drives them, <laughs> and which is definitely a quality that mum passed on to us. So I think when I was starting out, it was this moment of being like, um, I, I saw these people, like my people running coffee shops and things like that, where I was just like, Hey, how did you do this? You know, and be that natural conversationalist and make people feel, um, like you're interested. And then, you know, and I think it was also people would be complimented by like, they love that they've achieved this thing and that's, but they'd very rarely get to tell the backstory of how they got to where they are. Um, and I think people do love to talk about themselves and share that story. And for me, it was like, that was my way of learning. You know, it was like, there was so many different diverse stories about how someone took an idea and made it a reality. In preparing for this interview is that you also have, um, in this storytelling process, you also have an enormous sense of empathy, which probably Mm. drove you to start your career in social work and, um, you know, is why you're suited to being in a mentoring role because I feel like you would invest quite heavily in the people that you um, are involved with. Mm. Um, So in terms of that mentoring part of your business, first Mm -hmm. of all, what is your favourite part of that role? Yeah, thank you. um, Yeah, I think it's for me it's this... um, I love that somebody can come to me and say, hey, I have this idea and that they don't feel like they're not good enough or that it can't be done and that they somebody can just hear that and go, cool. You know, when I started out, people didn't take me seriously. I think I was 24 and there was a lot of men in the business space and corporate looking people or, or really startup techie kind of stuff. And so for me, I was like, I actually really want to um, – be relatable like I want to I never want to put myself above anyone else I want to I want people to know that we're all in this together and doesn't matter how many followers you have or whatever like a startup journey is a startup journey so yeah I think it it's always been important for me to not use big scary lingo to design things that are beautiful and inspiring and um, to stay true to being you know a, a still a smaller startup too that can that is accessible to people who need the help. Yeah, well, it's it's very refreshing, um, and but it's also a very strong part of your brand identity that makes mm. it obviously so relatable to people. Um, in talking about brand identity with mm. your clients, mm. how much um, do you believe their sense of self and who they are comes into or needs to come into um, their brand and their business? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're creating. I think that there's, um, there is an element of creating a business from a place of doing what you love. And that is, it gives you that strong sense of why, why you're getting up to do the work, because there are going to be days where you're just like, I'm exhausted, or this feels impossible to solve as a solution, or, you know, there's, there's going to be challenges, and you don't know, you know, they could pop up out of anywhere. And having a deep sense of why you want to build, bring this business to life is actually going to 
probably give you a bit of extra superpower juice to push through on those days because you're connected to it. You care about it. There's an emotional attachment and you're like, I'm not prepared to let this go. If you build a business from a place of like your core value as a human. And I think for me, and I talk about it so much in the book is that you want to put your, like you want to be of service to your audience. You know, your customer needs to be at the center and you need to um, have a, a solution that they genuinely need or add value to their life. And mm-hmm. if you create your business idea from a place of the customer is at the center and I exist to be of service to them, then that is like one of the most powerful things you can do for your business. So you have to want to show up for your customer. You have to want to align your values to their values and provide them with a value or a solution that they don't, that they connect with, that that they can um, genuinely be like, I can't believe I found this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, for me, it's a bit serendipitous that I'm talking to you at the moment because um, the current season of Style Stories, which is my mm. podcast, um, is a theme, an overriding theme of resilience and rebuilding and mm. it's supposed to reflect, you know, where we are as in Australia as a society and mm. trying to, you know, overcome adversities and, mm. um, and how to kind of stay tenacious and um, find strength through those processes. Mm. And, and talking, sharing stories about um, that tenacity. But, yeah. uh, but we also obviously talk a lot about style. Um, mm. And in style, it's really um, a sense of identity and how clothes kind of really provide um, those kind of hallmarks of who you are to the outside world, even when we don't realise that that's what we're doing. And I'm curious to know whether that is something that you talk Mm -hmm. about with your clients, about how they represent themselves, what identity they're projecting out to the world in relation to their brand and what coaching you might provide around that. Yeah, for sure. No, I think it's, I, I have spoken about it before. It's like, your everything that you do in your business is a touch point, right? It's, it should reflect your brand values. So that comes down to, you know, what your office looks like, what clothes you're wearing, you know, what products you're supporting, what, you know, um, yeah, all of those, where you have your meetings or your events, like that's all your brand reflection, right? Um, And I think, you know, back to the point is like my, how I dress has always, I've always tried to stay, you know, in in more of a casual sense because, that's the relate relatability has always been a big part of mine and I've never wanted to be in a um you know a corporate gray suit standing in front in a boardroom you know like I've always would rather have my events at um coffee shops or you know wine bars and things like that so um Yes, it definitely is like how I present myself is um, also telling you something about who I am as a business coach, right? But I was going to say that if I was to kind of translate your style, I would describe it as very natural, very relaxing, yeah. very easygoing. But Thank you. It's not that basic either. So I do think that those characteristics of who you are and how you project your business definitely come out in how you represent yourself. But yeah. you've got a you've got a bit of pizzazz. You've got a bit of spunk. <laughs> there's 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 some like fun great prints and some like yeah. like jazzy accessories that come into your looks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Tell me what that part says about your story. Uh, I love this question. Thank you. Um, well, funnily enough, my style journey, this is so funny. I never get asked fashion questions. So I don't <laughs> consider myself fashion at all. But um, my, I kind of grew up in a, like a Catholic family, actually. My, you know, it was a very tomboy kind of little surfer. Like I used to wear like a Burning Spears oversized tee with like board shorts and like joggers, like as a yeah. kid, like it was yeah. very much like I had no clue. Like my hair was always in a top knot and, you know, don't, I still don't really know how to do makeup well. And I just didn't, didn't ever come into my realm and I was never a girly girl and stuff. So then I, you know, my parents were quite conservative as well. Like my dad is the kind of person who was like, you can't go out of the house looking like that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, not that I ever wore anything promiscuous, but he was always, you know, making sure we were dressed appropriately, um, which is, you know, we don't need to go into that. <laughs> but um, so I went and then I kind of went, I actually went in through a period of like being in the church. So again, I kind of took my own conservativeness on and just wore very simple stuff. Then was in a relationship and living in Byron and um, this was very monochromatic, like very Byron. So it was like black yeah. and white and grey and denim. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was probably moving to Melbourne a few years back, but maybe even before that. I like in Melbourne, I think when you're in and around the city, especially in Melbourne, where people are showing you all that, like no one looks the same, you know, like with your environment and even Sydney, sometimes you can, you like, oh, that person's wearing that brand and that, and you kind of see the start to see the same thing. Whereas mm -hmm. like Carlton Fitzroy, where I'm living in Melbourne is like, people pride themselves on how different they can be and was lucky enough to have some great influences of friends who are stylists and um, art directors and and would you know just be shopping with them and they're just the kind of people who'd pick things up and be like you should try this on and um, yeah. I think as I started to grow in my own confidence as well like my I really was settling I think coming into 30s and just settling into this is who I am and I started to wear colour and the like the colour, when you wear colour, like it was a huge thing for me to go from like black and white to colour. And I just started feeling like it was a joy. And like you, sometimes you wear like a bright orange crazy outfit and blue sunglasses inside and people are like, what? Like they love, they appreciate the ridiculousness of the outfit. And um, and I like that. I like being being able to I think express myself and feel confident in color and bold patterns and I think maybe you've seen the silver shoes <laughs> oh no I haven't no. <laughs> well I think uh, for me you know anybody's um the style that works is the one that's most aligned to how you see yourself and your sense yeah. of identity. Um, but I do love that colour projects joy. And I believe yeah. that you, Kayleen, do that too. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so I wanted to say thank you so much for My joining pleasure. me today. I am really looking forward to um, sinking my teeth into your book, yeah, um, having you. my own creative uh, side hustle. Um, oh, I'm sure I'm going to get loads out of it. Um, and I hope you. that we can continue a conversation, whether it be about business or your style or uh, how those things come together in the future. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're a fan of Style Stories and like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a rating or review so more people like you can enjoy this podcast.